I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into the Fog.net podcast. Scott Chasen joined by Michael Swain over at Cyclone Alert. Michael has obviously done work for us at Fog.net. Uh, here to talk all about the Big 12 and the upcoming season. I guess if an upcoming season happens, there's some recent news about the Ivy League that could suggest maybe things are heading in a different direction. But uh, of course, each conference and, and each program will have to make that decision on their own. So uh, Michael and I are here to run down some of our Big 12 awards, who we liked, uh, who the players we picked were. And you can actually read the kind of, uh, I guess, the 24-7 sports Big 12 preseason picks uh, stories at fog.net at cyclone alert wherever your uh you know wherever your preferred site is for your team just go to that site or that team dot 247sports.com so uh, michael we'll start here we can just begin the conversation on uh the the most important position in football as important a position in uh, as you have in pretty much every any sport which is the quarterback uh the big 12 has a lot of really good quarterbacks uh, for this upcoming season, who do you think will be the best one in 2020? I think the best one overall um, will be Brock Purdy. And you made the joke that that might be a little bit Homer and I've only been there for, you know, a month or so now, but I think when you look at the weapons that Brock Purdy has returning um, you've got Tariq Milton, you know, Charlie Kohler, who could be uh, honestly, probably an all American um, if he has a, a good, another good season as a red shirt junior, um, but in terms of, you know, offensively, what Iowa State's been able to do the last couple of years, Brock Purdy's put up just massive numbers overall. Uh, you know, last season, the, the turnover numbers were a little bit higher, um, but that can be expected with maybe more of the gunslinging mentality and also playing a full season um, because, you know, Brock Purdy only played 10 games as a freshman you know, took over the starting job halfway through that freshman season. And last year, maybe didn't take a, a leap forward, but I would argue probably took another just step forward in terms of his development. And I think when you look at, you know, taking the turn, returning weapons, you know, what they have in general as that offense, I think you'll see Brock Purdy have another, you know, high 3,000, if not touching that 4,000-yard season in total. Um, I think if you're talking about what's going to hold Brock Purdy back and what could keep him from being the number one quarterback in the Big 12, uh, I think a part of that could be down to Iowa State's offensive line. Um, they lost a lot up front, and there's a lot of question marks in terms of who's going to fit in where along the offensive line. Um, so from the outside looking in, you know, if you're going to be watching Iowa State during non-con play or even throughout Big 12 play, um, one of the things you should look for is how the offensive line's doing, because if they can protect Brock Purdy, he's going to throw for a lot of yards. Yeah, I mean, look, he had a, a terrific year last year, just to run down the stats, 3,982 passing yards, uh, 35 total touchdowns when you count those eight rushing touchdowns, uh, and only nine interceptions, which is not an alarmingly high total. Uh, there were four quarterbacks I considered, and you talk about weapons. I think that's a great transition to Spencer Sanders, who uh, was injured late in the last year, or late, in, you know, last year. So uh, numbers weren't maybe quite as what they uh, as good as what they could have been, but 
uh, threw for 2,000 yards, 600 rushing yards, 18 total touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So why I'm, I'm considering him among the four, now I think he might be the lowest of the four that I did consider, but why I would consider him and, and why I know for a fact he will receive at least one vote of uh, for preseason All-Big 12 quarterback from another media member who I spoke to about his ballot um, is because of the weapons he has on his team. And if you look at, at Oklahoma State, the Cowboys probably have the best running back and the best wide receiver in the Big 12 Conference. You've got Wallace returning. I uh, dealt with an ACL injury at the end of last year. Uh, as a sophomore at Oklahoma State, he had 1,491 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns. Uh, as a junior, 900 yards, 8 touchdowns, I believe in 8 or 9 games. So he was right on pace to kind of match that production of, you know, close to 1,500 yards, 12 receiving touchdowns. Uh, and then obviously you've got Chuba Hubbard, who... Uh, 2,000 rushing yards last year, another 200 receiving yards, 21 total touchdowns. Uh, You've got a lot of talent there at Oklahoma State. I think that's part of why, uh, and we'll get to this a little later, so many people have picked the Cowboys up at the top of the league. Uh, You've got Sam Ellinger, who I think a lot of people will pick for all Big 12, although that wasn't necessarily the case in the 24-7 sports staff or among them. Uh, you know, he had 3,600 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, uh, passing seven rushing touchdowns last year, another 600 rushing yards, 10 interceptions. The name I went with, and and look, at the end of the day, it's a, a little bit of a risky pick or, or a bold pick, whatever you want to call it, although it really doesn't matter that much. I went with Spencer Rattler at, uh, at mm-hmm. Oklahoma. He's the number 11 ranked recruit in the 24-7 sports composite when he came out of high school. He's obviously been at Oklahoma. I believe he'll be a redshirt freshman. Uh, he was a top 250 ranked recruit ever, uh, and, and just looking at him and, and watching not only the the small glimpse you got at him at uh, you got of him at Oklahoma, but also his high school film. You know, as a guy with a quick release, he puts a lot of zip on the ball. He gets some velocity on it. Uh, Barton Simmons, the 24/7 Sports director of scouting, said he could uh, be a transcendent. That was the word he used: transcendent college quarterback, and projected him as a first or second round uh, NFL draft pick. Uh, I, I think the talent is there, but more than anything, I'm betting on the system. I'm betting on Lincoln Riley mm. to continue to turn out elite Big 12 quarterbacks. Uh, he's done it year after year after year, whether it's bringing in, you know, I, I guess really bringing in transfers, bringing in new faces or, or picking new guys. And, you know, I'm, I'm for me, it's very similar to Big 12 preseason standings in basketball that I'm going to pick Kansas atop the league most years uh, just as a default because they basically live up there. Winning the Big 12 is pretty much their right until someone else uh, proves that they can do it, which obviously two years ago did happen. But, uh, I mean, you think about winning 15 titles in 16 years, that gives you a pretty good indication. And I feel very similarly about Oklahoma. Uh, Spencer Rattler has top 10 Heisman odds. He, and from what I've seen, is tied with Sam Ellinger as a Heisman candidate. And, again, this is a guy who, uh, I mean – I hasn't started a game at the college level, but again, that's the respect Lincoln Riley commands. So I really believe those were the four options. I went with Spencer Rattler, Swain, any particular pecking order you would have with the other guys after Brock Purdy, who, by the way, I think is a totally fine pick. Yeah, I would, I honestly would go with Spencer Rattler second. I personally am not a big Sam Ellinger fan in general. Um, not as uh, like a person or anything, but just in terms of football player, um, and I think, you know, on the Rattler case, uh, you make good points. And I think when you look across college football, we've seen younger quarterbacks able to come in and produce. You think about uh, Trevor Lawrence as a freshman at Clemson. You know, that's kind of what we're looking at is he, you know, Rattler's going to have weapons around him. They're going to have Rambo, the wide receiver, 
he's going to have the weapons around him. And that's, that's smart betting against the scheme. You know, that's what you're really, you're betting on is, is can Lincoln rally get guys open for Rattler to make the throws. And I think what you'll see is he's going to have moments that are going to look incredible. Um, you know, it, throwing Patrick Mahomes' name around, I don't do that lightly, but I mean, think he has the ability to have some of those gunslinging plays where he's running out of the pocket and just fires a bullet downfield. Um, I don't know if you watched, I believe it's called QB1 on Netflix, but mm-hmm. uh, Rattler was on that uh, when he was in high school. And the thing that amazed me was in terms of what he's able to do, you know, throwing the ball, but also kind of just who he is as a person, you know, kind of a fierce competitor, someone that's going to drive his teammates. Um, and I think in that scheme, he will definitely, you know, command a lot of respect from defenses and from his own teammates, just because he does have, you know, that transcendent talent that Barton Simmons pointed out. Um, I think if you're looking at Oklahoma state, you know, they do, I would probably argue they have uh, the best skill positions uh, in the big 12, probably ahead of Oklahoma, I would say, just because, you know, the wide receiver, Chuba Hubbard, you know, you've got a lot of dudes on that team. I think the question of, you know, can Sanders stay healthy and can that defense, you know, get enough stops for them to win the games, you know, to end up, you know, towards the top of the big 12, you know, that's the big question going into this. And as for Texas and Sam Ellinger, um, I still don't necessarily buy into uh, everything that, he is as in terms of a Heisman candidate. I just think there are too many moments where, you know, whether it be throws or decisions that just leave a lot to be desired. Yeah. I don't know how much he elevates his team. Uh, I guess no. at times he does, but in, you know, I've, I've seen enough big games of him and certainly enough performances against Kansas where at times he's looked very good. And other times I've thought, you know, he really should be doing more and, and should be playing better. Uh, just to, to add to the Oklahoma point, uh, Oklahoma will always have, you know, uh, requisite talent at skill positions just because it's Oklahoma. They also have, I think, all their offensive line starters back and multiple guys on their offensive line that I picked uh, for my All-Big 12 ballot. So I'm, I'm expecting them to probably have the best offensive line in the conference. Oh, yeah. And then also, you know, you, you add to that a five-star quarterback, a, a, you know, the number one quarterback in his class who has some experience being there, being around Lincoln Riley. So it's not like he's a transfer coming in uh, or a, a true freshman. He's He's been in that system. So I like the quarterback spot and we can move to running back because uh, there were really two to me, there were more than two good running backs in the conference, but to me, it's very clear who the most, uh, if you want to say game planned for running backs in the conference would be, and that would be Hubbard. I ran down his stats and then Puka Williams in, in 11 games, his first and second year, uh, Williams stats have been pretty consistent. He's been around, you know, 1300, 1400 all purpose yards, only five touchdowns last year. He had 10 total touchdowns in his, uh, freshman season, again, only playing in 11 games. Uh, he also had to deal with Khalil Herbert for four games of the last year, and Herbert was playing uh, the best football of his career, and uh, you could argue the best court football of any running back in the country uh, through those four games. He was absolutely magnificent. He was averaging like eight yards a carry. Uh, you know, think back to that Boston College game, the game-changing run he had, that 82-yard run. Uh, and I remember doing the math, and you could take that run away, and he was still averaging like seven yards a carry on the year. So, uh, he was having an absolutely magnificent season to take nothing away from Williams, but just to say he had to split carries a little bit. I think those are the top two running backs in the conference. Swain, you'll get the chance to cover another one, but uh, were those your your two picks as well? Yeah, those were. And I would say that I think Brees Hall is a th- probably third place in that list, but I think it is pretty clear that, you know, Puka Williams and Shuba Hubbard are the best two running backs in the big 12. Um, I think just in terms of 
Chuba Hubbard, I know we'll talk about our player of the year um, in a minute, but I think he's got a really good chance of being the player of the year in the Big 12 and ending up, you know, in that stage in New York when in December, you know, uh, if they do the in-person ceremony and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I think, and as for Puka, as now him being a junior, having two, you know, almost full seasons under his belt because he did miss, you know, the one game in both both of his first two seasons. Um, I'll be really interested to see what kind of Kansas does in terms of creating an offense for Puka. Because I think, you know, having Brent Deerman there uh, as the offensive coordinator and how creative he is, I'll be interested to see what the full off season of kind of being able to tweak things and kind of going through his own scheme and his own RPO scheme that he wants to do. I do wonder how much that will help Puka. And if we'll see him have just take another step forward, you know, after we've seen the last two seasons, you know, almost carry the Kansas offense at times, uh, especially as a freshman, not so much as a sophomore, because I think teams game plan for him a lot more, but he's definitely someone that if, you know, if he starts having some big games, he could also push for that, you know, big 12 player of the year. If Kansas has success on the field, um, that's the big thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually think he'll have a great chance of the first game starting out. He hasn't gotten to play the quote unquote cupcake opponent uh, that you get to play at the start of the season. I mean, this dude has 250 rushing yards on the first game of the year and four touchdowns, you know, and that may sound crazy, but he had 270 all purpose yards or yards from scrimmage with three touchdowns against Oklahoma two years ago. So, I mean, it's not that crazy. You know, Khalil Herbert had 291 rushing yards against West Virginia. So if Puka Williams absolutely, you know, erupts in the first game of the year, now all of a sudden, you know, he's going to be getting a lot more attention just in terms of media hype and, and national awards, even if, you know, no one is expecting him to average, you know, 150 rushing yards a game. I think he was at like 95 uh, a game, something like that last year. So uh, I think he's got a great chance to have the best year of his career. I did pick, we, I mean, we, there, there's probably not much more to add. I chose Hubbard for my big 12 player of the year. It sounds like you did too. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I guess we can kind of transition to that, but yeah, I think that in terms of the other guys in the conference, um, I think Brock Purdy is a close second, but mm -hmm. I think in terms of, you know, what's going to equate to the overall award, you're going to look at Shuba Hubbard at the end of the season, and he's going to have a ridiculous amount of yards and just a ridiculous amount of touchdowns and Oklahoma state. If they have the success on the field, you know, that they're expected to, I think that will result in him winning the big 12 player of the year. Now, I think there's a world in which Oklahoma uh, can't get a stop on defense, even though, you know, I don't think their defense will be as bad as it has been, you know, in, in some years in the past. But, you know, if that defense doesn't perform up to its level, then all of a sudden you're looking maybe Oklahoma State not fighting for the Big 12 title. And then all of a sudden you can look down the line. And if Oklahoma State isn't fighting for the Big 12 title, that means Iowa State and Texas probably are. And that means that Brock Purdy or Sam Ellinger are having the big years. And I think in that situation, you might see Brock Purdy slide into there uh, as the Big 12 player of the year. Yeah, I I think there's a chance for the quarterbacks. It's, it's easier to win it as a quarterback than any other mm -hmm. position. Uh, if I were Hubbard, I would consider sitting out the season just because I would see no reason to, to put that kind of mileage on my body, knowing especially that the NFL has kind of gone away from running backs. But, you know, obviously I understand too that kids want to play and, and people want to watch them play and it can help. Uh, obviously with exposure and, and certainly being a Heisman candidate would do wonders for him. And it would also help out Oklahoma state. So uh, real quick, just running down other Jayhawks I considered, and in some cases picked uh, for my all big 12 ballots, um, Andrew Parchment. I can't, I did this a while back now, so I feel bad. I can't remember if he got the nod. I think he did as my final wide receiver, uh, my third wide receiver. And the reason being, I didn't love any of the other returning selections. He's one of the top returners in terms of receiving yards. He had 65 catches, 829 yards, seven touchdowns. 
And even though Stefan Robinson uh, had that streak of like three weeks with six touchdowns and five weeks with eight touchdowns or something like that, um, and should have had another one because there was a like a 50-yard pass or something where he was called down at the one. They didn't review it bizarrely, but it was seemed pretty obviously a touchdown. Stephon Robinson had a great year. Uh, terrific, but uh, even so, I think Andrew Parchment will be the more go-to guy. Now, obviously, the question you would say on the other side of that is who's going to be the quarterback? How good is that quarterback going to be? But uh, I'm going to guess that Andrew Parchment uh, won't regress and, and we'll, I, I actually think the Big 12 might be down a touch for wide receivers, so it wouldn't shock me if he snuck in there behind Wallace and Rambo at Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, respectively, and, and was the number three receiver in the conference. And then defensively, I went Drew Prox. He had 39 tackles in four games last year, as one of my linebackers, I should say. Uh, 39 tackles in four games, two sacks, forced a fumble, defended a pass, uh, and I believe he missed the half, the second half of, I, I want to say it was Boston College or didn't play, and then obviously he had the injury and, and had to shut it down. If he plays the whole season, he's going to have 120 tackles or something crazy, um, you know, Joe Deneen-type numbers, and I think at that point he's got a great shot uh, to end in the All-Big 12 awards. So uh, I think all three of them could vie for it. I definitely gave Prox the nod. I can't remember if I gave Parchment the nod, but I believe I did too. Um, any, anyone else you think would have a chance of making an All-Big 12 team from Kansas? Uh, I think Kyle Thompson, the punter. Um, I think he's got a really good shot. You know, I think he was what preseason Big Twelve punter of the year last year, um, or the, was the punter on the preseason All Big Twelve team. Um, I think he's got a good shot. I think he's darn good, and I think Kansas will punt some this year. That's what I'll say. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts on the uh, trio of guys I mentioned, Parchment, Robinson, or Prox, you know, before we uh, get to the the other stuff? I really like Parchment um, in terms of NFL potential. Um, I don't necessarily know what that would look like, but I think it's just a college receiver. I think he has everything you want. He's got the length, he's got speed, he's got some toughness and he's just got some grit to him as well. I mean, just having the opportunity to talk to him, you know, last season, he's a guy that was very much outspoken and had wanted to make his opinions known. And a lot of the times his opinions made sense. You know, we think about him wanting more up tempo stuff after the West Virginia game last year. And then all of a sudden when Brent Deerman comes in, the tempo goes up and the points go up, you know? So I think that, you know, Andrew Parchman is definitely someone to watch. And I think he'll have a, a big, you know, final season in college. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shifting over to uh, just our big 12 awards before we close this thing out, uh, I found it interesting looking at the big 12 player of the year votes. Uh, Sam Ellinger got only one vote. I'm going to assume uh, that was from our Texas writer, not because uh, I would assume he is biased toward Texas, but because he wrote in his kind of write-up that he sees Texas going 11-1. and one. So my assumption would be uh, that if Texas doesn't indeed go 11-1 and one and, and gets to the Big 12 championship game uh, by way of doing that, that it would probably be uh, Sam Ellinger. But it was Hubbard getting five votes, uh, Purdy getting three of the votes, Big 12 champion, Oklahoma seven votes, Oklahoma State one vote, Texas one vote. Uh, and then you look at kind of the full standings here, which uh, I'll get pulled up in order. Oklahoma 1, Oklahoma State 2, Iowa State 3, Texas 4, TCU 5, Kansas State 6, Baylor 7, Texas Tech and West Virginia tied for 8th. Kansas got everyone's last place vote, so you know where I voted them. Um, I think there's a chance Kansas does not finish at the bottom of the league, but very similar to OU, I, I think that's kind of the thing you have to pick until uh, they don't. But I am interested in the top of the league because this was the order I picked 
uh, one through four. I picked Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Texas, and I think all four of them could vie for the Big 12 title depending on uh, some, among other things, Spencer Rattler. You talked about the Iowa State offensive line, how good Oklahoma State's defense is, if their skill positions can stay healthy, I guess if their quarterback and skill positions can stay healthy. Texas has had a ton of roster roster and coaching turnover. That's kind of an interesting program, but I do believe those are the best four teams in the Big 12, and I think if you look at those four teams, they have the best four four quarterbacks in the Big 12, and I think that's how they get up there. Yep, I think we've been working together for too long um, because that was my exact top four in that same exact order. Um, What I'd like to know is who voted Iowa State first because it wasn't me, and I'm very, very intrigued. um, I think that actually might have been a typo just because down below it said someone picked Oklahoma State as the Big 12 champion. So I I actually think that one was just a typo. I was about to say, I want to know who that is because that's a bold pick right there. But yeah, I totally agree. I think same thing until we see Oklahoma kind of stumble. I think there's no reason to believe that they won't, you know, have another great year and be pushing for maybe the college football playoff once again, Um, in terms of the other spots in the big 12, you know, I think that it's more interchangeable two through four. Um, I, I think you could get away with having Iowa State second and Oklahoma State third and Texas fourth or, you know, flipping that however way you'd like. Um, and because of the quarterbacks and be like we said at the beginning, you know, quarterback is the most important position on the team. Um, and especially in college, you know, you look at and what those quarterbacks can do for their teams and where they are. You know, you look at Sam Ellinger, you know, a senior, Brock Purdy, a junior, Spencer Sanders played a bunch last year. He's going to be a sophomore. And then Spencer Radler, he's kind of the only question mark you have. And at the end of the day, you're not going to bet against Lincoln Riley's scheme and what he's able to do in terms of creating an offense to get the best out of his quarterback. Um, so not much to quarrel with there. Um, I, I do definitely agree. I'm interested. I, I'm interested to see how the bottom of the Big 12 is going to play out. Just in terms of you think about Baylor, um, they do have some returning talent. I'd be interested to see kind of how their season goes. But even with like Kansas State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, I think that'll be a really interesting kind of battle to watch, if you will, um, towards the bottom of the Big 12, kind of seeing where those teams uh, end up finishing. Yeah, and and one note that was interesting just from Jeremy Clark uh, at our TCU site was that uh, TCU faces Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State all at home which means they're going to play a lot more of the cupcakes on the road. Now that could be great for a team that could in theory propel them to going eight and one in big 12 play uh, or seven and two. And now all of a sudden, Whoa, TCU is in the big 12 title game, but there's also a flip side of that, which is they could lose those games and then stumble a couple more times because they are playing, you know, road games and road games are tough if they do indeed, you know, happen. And, and depending on what crowds are, and then all of a sudden TCU ends up a lot lower. So uh, I, I think there are some fascinating, fascinating, uh, scenarios by which the league goes through. Uh, but I think Joey Helmer, who who writes for our OU site, said it best, OU Insider, uh, that th- or his prediction was that there will be multiple finalists for the Heisman Trophy from the Big 12. I think it's possible there will be multiple quarterback Heisman finalists from the Big 12. I think it's possible, obviously, Chuba Hubbard uh, could also be in there. So, uh, look, I, I think this is going to be, I, I think the reputation of the Big 12 as this you know, no defense, high-flying offensive league. I don't necessarily think that will be the case, but I think the offensive numbers will mirror that to the extent where people who aren't watching closely will basically just say, oh, you know, this is what the Big 12 always is, And whereas now I think it'll be more because of probably some transcendent quarterback talent. You know, that doesn't mean I think Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State is a transcendent quarterback. I don't necessarily think Sam Ellinger uh, is a, a transcendent quarterback, but 
I think when you combine weapons, you combine the rosters for these teams, coaches in some cases, and the situations they're going to be in, uh, I think there's a chance that a lot of guys have career years. And again, that doesn't even mention lower on the list, guys, like uh, Skylar Thompson or, or Charlie Brewer returning quarterbacks uh, for Big 12 teams, which again, that's another thing. Anytime you return a quarterback, uh, you're always expecting them to make a jump forward. So uh, I, I am fascinated to see what the Big 12 looks like if indeed games are played uh, come the fall, come the spring, come whenever. Uh, a- any parting thoughts uh, on the conference before we get out of here? I would just say let's keep in mind that you've still got the quarterback at Ohio State, you know, Justin Fields, and you've got Trevor Lawrence too in terms of just the Heisman stuff. Um, but I think that's it. I think it's be a re- really fascinating year in the Big 12 if we're able to play games um, just in terms of the quarterbacks that you have in the conference, like you mentioned, even the lower down teams that you kind of have picked down there. Um, they've got returning quarterbacks. Um, it should be a really fascinating year in the Big 12 when I think maybe you look across the country and maybe the ACC isn't going to be as competitive with Clemson, you know, having Trevor Lawrence back for uh, a junior season. But I think the Big 12 could end up being the most exciting conference in college football. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's definitely going to be fun football to watch. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's also good to be talking sports a little bit here. So, uh, no, Michael... Thank you for joining me. Um, as always, follow Michael on Twitter. Is it still at mswain97? Change it to M, at mswain247. At mswain247. So 246 people had Michael Swain's Twitter handle before he... No, <laughs> just kidding. But, um, and make sure to read uh, what Michael's doing on, on Iowa State and great work at Cyclone Alert. Uh, you can also go, I'm sure, to iowastate.247sports.com. Kansas.247sports.com is your site, fog.net, for all your KU content. Thank you so much for listening to the fog.net podcast, and we will talk to you guys next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.